0: Welcome to Inside Flicks. This is a movie review and discussion podcast it's created by three brothers. My name is Mike, and like always, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. And what we do, we try to get together on a weekly basis to talk about the movies we just watched. And we also like to talk about some of the television shows we are watching. And uh, But we also like to start things off with a little news, a little movie news, a little te- television news. And let's start with uh, a big, a uh, big announcement that came out recently is that Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, this is the director's cut, the extended director's cut. Four-hour fi- cut. four-hour cut. It's going to be a- officially released on March 18th on HBO Max. Um, what, let's start with that. Uh, Rich, do, do you even care about the Justice League director's cut at all? Are you going to watch this on HBO Max? Well, yeah. I mean, but... Uh, if it was in theaters no but if uh, uh yeah HBO max yeah sure i'll watch it mm-hmm. i mean does the four
1: hours like turn you off at all
0: no i'm at home uh, so yeah i could i could turn it off whenever i want or whatever and if it's bad i'll just watch one hour at a time or whatever and yeah uh, i'll treat it like a series if, if it's mm-hmm. you know so, yeah, um, originally it was supposed to be like a four part mini series or something like that, and now it's going to be just a whole four hour movie. Yeah, knowing Jack- Zack Snyder, I mean, just because it's from Zack Snyder, uh, like this is the official, you know, his his vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care. I mean, it's it's still Zack Snyder's vision. I mean, I, yeah, it wasn't Batman versus Superman, his, his vision, also, and that was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm not I'm not I'm not expecting miracles. Yeah, uh, Raymond, what's your thoughts on just just this like the director's cut or the four hour cut? Are you excited for this?
1: Okay, well I I guess you know taking it back a little bit you know from back when these movies were originally being released, Batman vs Superman and, and all that stuff. You know I, I, I really was actually kind of happy that that uh, that Warner Brothers was moving away from what Zack Snyder was doing, and kind of rebooting with the theatrical version of justice league Mm -hmm. but you know after all this after all this time and all this you know demand for the movie i am kind of curious sure what Zack snyder's uh you know and original intention for this movie was going to be and the one positive thing that i do look at it is that there is a chance that maybe after this movie I I could maybe have a little bit more appreciation for Batman vs Superman because my big problem with that movie was that it was all set up. It was all a bu- a bunch of e- Easter eggs for a, a next movie. A bunch and and we never really got to see any of that paid off. Mm, yeah. So well now we'll we're actually he's actually going to have four hours to 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 complete his his story. So maybe it will make this. It will make his. Directors cut of Batman vs Superman better. And there is a maybe it's
0: all four hours of more of Lex Luthor and Jesse Eisenberg. That's
1: that's the worst character, Lex Luthor he, ever. He's back, he's coming back, <laughs> but he's coming back with uh with Deathstroke.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to Deathstroke. I mean, that's, it, there, if they do that, supposed, I mean, l- they're l- supposed
1: to be extending that stuff. Well
0: no um, that that would look cool but I can't handle coolness for a whole hour worth of fighting you know just like the end of Man of Steel and uh you know
1: you know, I don't think there's going to be that much action in this movie <laughs> <laughs> I mean they spent a lot of money I mean I on it's something. Going to be like a, I think I think we saw most of the action in the theatrical cut I think this is going to be like a long drama in many ways
0: it's, it's going to complete the whole these whole storylines that he never was able to finish yeah there's there's gonna be a lot more cameos basically i mean it's gonna be well they're definitely gonna extend the um, cyborg's storyline and so in also flash's Flash's storyline so these these storylines that never were, were cut almost almost in the entirety yeah
1: I know and it's, and we we see you know from the trailer for the Snyder cut that you know Cyborg's father was supposed to die in the movie you know he he makes it through the very end of the theatrical cut Oh, so, I mean it's like I
0: don't even remember
1: <laughs> so it's it's going to be a completely completely different movie <laughs> I was shocked to
0: find that the, that HBO Max greenlit this idea that he, that Zack Snyder was going to come back and finish his vision and um but after hearing like the whole movement, the Zack Snyder cut movement. And I mean, it's it's interesting because it's a, it's a fan base movement where they rally around a artist and not a studio or not a corporate machine. They rally around this artist. Unfortunately, the artist is Zack Snyder, (laughs) (laughs) but that's still, I kind of still like that idea that there, you know, there's fans out there who are willing to like rally around an artist, even though it's like kind of a, superhero movie. Yeah, I mean, it's I remember seeing Richard Donner's cut Superman two, and uh, you know that that was you know something to look forward to also, and I was going, oh man, it's gonna be this is gonna be awesome, this is gonna be great, mm-hmm. and I, I was disappointed with that as well. I mean, um, but you but you also have I grew theater, up with though. I I grew up with the original, and it, it, it was not as good. And I mean, I'm sorry, but but
1: you also have to consider though if if Richard Donner was able to complete Superman two, let's say maybe five years after the movie was released it would probably be a much more satisfying film than the one we got, you know, 25 years or how many years later was it actually released? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know. like <laughs> this Snyder cut, the Snyder cut. It, they got to complete it at the right time. Yeah. But it's Zack Snyder. <laughs> i, I mean, know i know but uh, i'm just saying they got to at least complete it at the run so well, i'm not i'm not this, like i'm not totally 100 percent. you know I, I
0: don't hate zack snyder that's for sure i mean i really like i like 300 and i like the uh, uh the uh dawn of Washington. the dead sequel i mean or whatever not the, the remake yeah. and and i think those two are his best films but um you know
1: yeah donald you watchman watchman is, watchman is an awesome oh movie. yeah of course watchman
0: yeah there you go but um yeah, but whenever you get so um, so many characters and so many actors that you got to work with, you lose a lot of that. So it's, it's very hard to make a, you know, a, a big picture with a bunch of characters like that to make them all pop. So let's see if you could do it. Uh, that was Zack Snyder. It's coming We'll definitely go and check it out on March 18th when it comes out on HBO Max. Let's get to our next topic, um, which is Cloverfield. It's finally getting a direct sequel. But this will not be a found footage movie, which is what made, I think, Cloverfield different from other monster movies. But but do we need a direct sequel to Cloverfield? Well, first of all, Raymond, did you ever see the Cloverfield Paradox on Netflix?
1: Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> How was that connected? I never saw it. Oh, man, it, it was just a, a really bad sci-fi no it was just a really mediocre sci-fi movie kind of like a bottle sci-fi movie and then uh they just like connect it to cloverfield in the end by having a, a monster pop up so
0: was it like the same type of monster i mean was it huge uh, um you know planet
1: ending yeah. kind of um monster? I, yeah, I mean Google search it. I don't, even remember.
0: <laughs> I don't wait, even wait, remember. Was there in was there in space though? Was that in space? Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Yeah. yeah the so there was a monster was in space.
1: space. I, I I don't remember how it ended but <laughs> okay, they, okay. they they get back like towards land in the end. Oh oh also the movie the movie is it's, it's constantly cutting back to 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 earth and you're uh, also seeing like the, this invasion happening and you're seeing like all these monsters destruction and you're seeing a bunch of stuff happening so there's kind of like two storylines going on but it's been so long ago i watched it when but, you know back when it was released and yeah super the yeah. bowl <laughs> and
0: uh um, yeah the, uh, there was another cloverfield side sequel what was that called the uh, one with john goodman i like that one yeah uh, was it um lane uh 10 10 cloverfield lane yeah yeah 10 clover okay and that was a really good one although that was not it was kind of set in the universe the cloverfield universe but to have a a direct sequel i don't even know what that means all the characters in cloverfield basically died right is it did anyone survive from the first first movie i think uh the the cameraman (laughs) uh No, because the cameraman was Well, uh... it's, it's just gonna be with new characters, right? So I don't know what the direct sequel means Is it gonna be a set right so afterwards?
1: Like an, I look I think this is, I think this is cool because it could it could basically be anything, right?
0: I think My, I'm, Michael I'm... Stahl David might have uh, lived um, he was the last one. One of the last ones in the was in New York. I mean, the in yeah. the under under the bridge yeah. or something. Yeah,
1: I'm hoping I'm hoping this movie's um takes place a couple of years after, and it's kind of a bit more apocalyptic. Uh, you got a little bit like maybe of a early Mad Max setting mm-hmm. in a way, and I I think that'd be pretty cool. You know, you because ha- the mo- the monsters still going to be around. It's still going to be like, so- are there more of them now? I mean, did it, did it produce more or, or how are people surviving now? and i think i think it could be pretty cool so you're imagining a post post I'm, I'm, I'm picturing yeah like mad max with a giant cloverfield mon with cloverfield monsters roaming around and people trying to survive them yeah so you're like so like a post-apocalyptic new
0: york where yeah. people are living underground probably, and cloverfield monsters are kind of roaming the earth probably yeah.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's not quite like Mad Max yet. Like, cause it's, cause like, it's supposed to be a sequel. So it's like early on, I'd say it's probably New York's probably looking like escape from New York or something like that. Mm. Uh, how about the fact that it's not going to be shot in found footage style? Uh, well, I loved it. Cause I, I don't, I, I didn't, I don't care about found footage. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can, it can be done pretty well sometimes. And, you know, I didn't like Cloverfield back when it was released rewatching it over the years. I, I can appreciate the movie, but I just don't find it very entertaining because of the found footage aspect. It's it's, it's a little dated, it's too gimmicky for me. Yeah, yeah. Even even at the time, it was dated you know, <laughs> when it was coming out. So uh, I'm I'm happy that they're moving away from that because it's a it was a cool creature design and um, let you know, let's have fun with that world. Yeah, I mean there was a bunch of other monsters too. I I remember in Cloverfield. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember it wasn't there wasn't just a Cloverfield monster. There was like little baby ones and stuff also. There Mm -hmm. was a bunch of other creatures. Yeah, right. I think so. Like little spiders. Spiders
0: wasn't there. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. Um, Yeah, Rich, you want to add anything to the Cloverfield uh, sequel? Uh, No, I'm I'm not particularly looking forward to it. It's i gotta i gotta see more who's involved in it okay before I, before i get excited about it
1: would you want it to take place like immediately after the the last movie or would you want it to be like, a, like
0: I, I don't care as long as it look okay. as the first trailer looks good i mean i'll I'll, okay. I'll know then
1: okay
0: yeah all right let's get to our next uh item which is uh what um let's talk about sandman the casting of sandman Rich, tell us a little bit about Sandman's casting. Well, you know that uh, Sandman's been developed for uh, and developed forever, I mean, for a long time. Since the he's, 90s, he's, right? Yeah, Since even, like... he's, even uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was uh, attached at one time to to, to play the role. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time around, it's going to be Tom Sturgis. Um, he's probably best known for uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that, was a, that was a Netflix horror movie. Oh, okay. with with Jake gillenhall oh okay well yeah there you go i uh, I think I remember him from uh uh what do I remember from? TV series yeah which was the, star, the stars oh the it, stars TV series yeah bit, uh, bitter sweet I think it was called or sweet bitter sweet bitter yeah yeah and, yeah yeah and, and he looks like sandman <laughs> yeah he he does Ooh, fit the yeah. um fit the description and uh is this a movie or is this a TV series it's a netflix show i think oh it's a netflix Netflix. okay Okay. yeah netflix series quite that's interesting because like uh neil gaiman has a relationship with amazon prime so i'm shocked that he uh, he's doing this with netflix well i'm sure it was it was owned by um warner brothers before i mean for, for forever so so it's been in their hands forever so
1: i'm surprised they're not putting it on hbo max
0: yeah oh that's true yeah
1: uh rich did you ever read the comic book
0: uh read no uh, I thumbed through it. <laughs> it, I was, it was already in like uh, book 25, 30, whatever, 50 by the time I, I picked it up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think I did pick up Death and I, I, I thumbed through that also. And yeah. that was also in development for a long time. And <laughs> well, a, these a lot of fans for that one as well. Yeah, Sandman and Death were like major, major f- books for the goth kids. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> like, kids who were into like Susie and the Banshee in the cure and yeah. And, uh, what's her name? Uh, Oh, Tori a- Amos. Tori Amos. Yeah, yeah. Tori Amos. If you're a big Tori Amos fan, you definitely had a, a Samba graphic <laughs> novel <Lord. laughs> or deaf. Definitely deaf. Yeah. I used to read a little bit of deaf, uh, because I was a big, uh, Chris Baccio. Was that his uh, name? Ba- bachalo Oh, bachalo uh, the mm-hmm. artist because he did a couple issues. Yeah, and Sam Keith did a lot of uh, uh, uh Sandman also, right? I think he did the covers. Maybe he did the Yeah, yeah maybe he did the inside. Sam Keith is another great uh, comic artist. Uh Raymond, do you know anything about the property? You are you excited about this uh
1: television series, this Netflix series? No, I just know this is like one of the most um praised comic book series of, of all time. It's um so I, I mean I, I'm looking forward to seeing it um, I don't really know what to expect uh, maybe I'll read a couple of issues mm-hmm. before before it comes out yeah and uh, it, um, it's a strong cast so far
0: Tom Sturgis is a great pick for a dream or whatever Sandman uh, Gwendolyn Christie of course she'll be playing Lucifer Lloyd mm-hmm. Holbrook who was in Logan uh, be playing Corinthian. I don't remember who that is, and, and Charles Dance who was also in uh, Game of Thrones is also involved as some kind of character. I <laughs> 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 mean, um, yeah, that was, was a whole it's a whole cast listing that they they announced, and yeah, um, we'll see, we'll see. Um, is, is there any kind of release date in this, or just next, probably next year? I'm assuming. assuming Have they started filming? What? Filming uh, commenced on uh, October 15, 2020. So, and due to the COVID. Filming for the first season was limited to the United Kingdom, so they're they're filming the now. Here. So they're they're filming it now. Okay, so we might see this at the either end of the year or probably most likely next year. Um, all right, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Let's get to our next topic, which is something that Richard, you're you're excited about this, the Willow TV series. It's uh, for Disney Plus. It's uh, it has found a new director, and also its first star. I'm assuming it's a well, yeah, the first new name involved, one other than um. Willow himself, Warwick Davis. Uh, Tony uh, Revolori, who's in the Sp- uh, Spider-Man franchise, the recent one, mm-hmm. uh, who plays uh, Flash Thompson, is it? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's going to join uh, Warwick Davis, and I hope he's not playing Val Kilmer's character. Uh, but, um, yeah, he's he's involved somehow. I don't know what character he is playing, but. And I believe the and I believe the director is Jonathan Enwistle, and he replaces John M. Shu, who's I guess that's the director of who's better known as the director of Crazy Rich Asians. He has stepped off the project, and Jonathan Enwistle is probably best known for um, "I'm Not Okay With This," which is a great Netflix series that came out last year, and also the other Netflix series, um, "The End of the Effing World," and uh, he's this British television helmer and i'm actually quite now i'm actually excited for for the willow television series because i believe john enwistle has a kind of a really great visual eye and i found this very interesting that he has picked this project as his next one to do like this big fantasy thing for disney plus uh raymond you got any thoughts about willow the television series
1: are you excited about this I am kind of excited for it because while the first uh, or the the only Willow movie is a bit of a mixed bag, Mm -hmm. um, I think I think it's 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 a charming movie in many ways, and that you can really expand on that universe. And if you hand it to the right people, I mean, who knows what they can do? I mean, you could do whatever you want with Willow. I mean look what disney's been doing with uh with, with star wars i mean you could, you could you could do something like the fantasy version of that with, with willow you know just do something fresh and, and new so um i'm just kind of curious what this thing is going to be because i mean we're, we're uh, hearing about the casting of tony revelory i mean this makes me think that this is going to have to do, nothing to do with like val kilmer's character from the original film which was kind of the the most interesting part of that original movie for me so I, I don't know i'm just i'm kind of trying to figure out what they're what the plan for this series is going to be
0: yeah uh now mike what what do you think about jonathan kasdan who's who who's, he wrote the uh pilot and he's working as a the co-showrunner uh <laughs> is he really yeah yeah uh, of course he did solo uh, <laughs> with, with uh, willows ron howard <laughs> 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 well, and I actually, I don't have a problem with him. I think I had a pro, I have a problem with Lawrence Kasdan, because I think Lawrence Kasdan stepped in too much. In pulled the, pulled his weight. Yeah, for so because his his son wrote the script, and I think maybe he was the cause of that rift between the producers and the directors, Phil Lord and um, Chris Miller. Miller. Chris Miller, I think. Lawrence maybe maybe have instigated that that fight or whatever because he wanted to protect his son's. I mean, this is all a theory. This is my theory. He <laughs> wanted to protect his son's script. So I uh, look. I don't have a problem with him. Uh, hopefully, he writes a good script. Again, he's working off his father's legacy. Because um, uh, uh, who knows if this guy if this guy was. Uh, look, I'm not getting into. It. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nepotism in Hollywood is not a <laughs> not a novel thing. Is that is quite rampant, but. Um, I do. The only thing that makes me really excited about this series is Jonathan and because I really do think that guy is a great director. This is true. And I think mm-hmm. and and one of my favorite shows of last year was I'm Not Okay With This, which is about this teenage girl who discovers she has a superhero powers, and it's it was like John John Hughes meets Carrie and i thought it was well directed it wasn't overly sensationalized it was a kind of low key dramedy and i thought he did a very very good job so to see him like move into this fantasy realm makes me excited yeah. i want i want to see what he could do and i mean rec- i i would recommend i'm not okay with this uh, although it's, it didn't get picked up which is a damn crime yeah but it did no no it didn't and and uh, it, it was I think it had a a cliffhanger, right? Didn't it have a cliffhanger? Yeah. Yeah, it looked like it was. Big one. Still, I I think it's a great series, and I hope more people watch it. Um, uh, Just real quick, I want to mention that uh, Palm Springs has got a commentary cut. And Hulu is uh, uh, just uh, added this to their to their platform, and it's basically uh, the, an audio commentary. And I think that's a great idea because I think that's what's missing with these streaming services—that they're missing some of these extra uh, featurettes or extra, you know, yeah. things that the. Because a lot of times when you watch a movie, you want to see a little bit more of the making of that movie, and also also helps with the um, nominations or the Golden Globes and uh, well, who knows, Oscars. <laughs> right, I and I'm sure this uh, this audio commentary was because they're pr- pushing this film for for nominations during this award season. And uh it's it, what I liked about it because I did check out the video and it does have video. It's not just an audio track. It does have video mm. and you do see them in in a Zoom like call alongside the movie as it plays along. I just hope more streaming services add this stuff in, and, and really adds more audio commentary.
1: Uh, Raymond, did you want do you want to hear audio commentary to streaming films? I mean, it depends on the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't do it for everything. I mean, I don't want Netflix to start putting special features out for movies like Spencer Confidential. <laughs> 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 All
0: right. So that's on Hulu in itself. Yeah, so you have to go on Hulu, click Palm Springs, and then go under their extra tab. And then we'll have the, a, a, a different, uh, it will say a commentary, audio commentary. Okay. All right. All right. So that's it for our news. Let's get into the things that we have watched this week. And let's start with WandaVision episode four, which is titled, We Interrupt This Program. Uh, Raymond, what's your thoughts on WandaVision
1: episode four? It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoyed the episode i've actually you know kind of been enjoying the series since the beginning i haven't had uh really any issues with the whole thing uh my my biggest issue with this series and this and my biggest criticism of this series and it's still my criticism uh after this episode is that i really feel that this show should have been released all at once i don't i don't think this is a a, a week-to-week show i think it, it feels like a show that needs to be binged and um uh i still feel that way <laughs> but but yeah this is uh the, a really cool episode it's the first episode of the series that kind of feels like an mcu movie yeah uh, yeah exactly and uh and they gave you pretty much every answer that people have been asking Um so yeah i mean I, I personally myself i think i would have liked some of the some of the answers and reveals in this episode to have come in later episodes like i didn't need all well, I didn't. I, I just didn't need all the answers in this episode because they pretty much answered everything. Yeah, but but overall, uh, this is this is the best episode yet. Uh, Rich, what's your thoughts on episode four? We well, interrupt
0: I, this yeah. program. Yeah, I agree with Raymond It's the best episode. I don't know. Did he? Did you say it's the best episode? I mean, yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah it, okay. Yeah, and and it started off brilliantly, and I really liked yeah. the, uh, the 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 uh, the the opening like, scene. I liked how they they came back with the uh, the the the, uh, the snapback. I guess you you could say the snapback. Well, I, I I know what you're saying. I think this was the first time where they connected to Endgame. Yeah. This episode, and we see the consequences of the snapback. Yeah. And I thought you know the opening scene of this this episode was phenomenal. I really love it. And I wish that that this whole series started with this opening scene. Right. But so yeah, go reality. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, but look, go ahead. It finish, was, finish what you were saying. Bro. Yeah, it it was shot within the in the reality world, and uh and and I like that. And then of course, um, it went eventually got back to Wanda's vision, and I don't like that. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, so once it eventually went back to the continuing story of WandaVision. Yeah, I don't want to see the 80s. I don't want to see the 90s. Let's just go through the, 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 the <laughs> let's let's get through this. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, it seems like next episode's definitely going to be another spoof of another television classic or whatever. Yeah, here we go again. Yeah. Well, I, I thought the episode was too short. <laughs> I, I yeah, really, I, but they all have been, but I'm no, not but complaining this, about this the first two. Yeah, this is particularly too short. I mean, after it went to the credits and go, oh, wow, that's it? I wanted more. Yeah, that's, the,
1: that's the longest episode.
0: Really? It felt oh, really pretty, quick. It really yeah. felt quick to, for at least for me. Well, it felt like a real episode. <laughs> um, and like Raymond said, they pretty much explained all the clues that were sprinkled in the first three episodes. I guess there's still there's still questions about Wanda's state of mind, but and who's involved? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's cool. But I, I I mean I think they could have easily like took this episode, re edited. Splice it into like various scenes, mm-hmm. and then have those scenes like edited and constructed back into the first three episodes. So we essentially have like the story to- could be told by two different storylines or two different right. perspectives. Well, back back and forth to the real world and uh, the the. the the Dome, whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, like it goes, goes to Wanda vision, state of mind, and then it goes to this other point of view and back and
1: forth and back and forth. Uh, I, I actually, I actually like what they're doing. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say what I've been saying since, since the, since they're, since we first started talking about the show, it should have just been, they should just, should have just released all the episodes at once. Yeah. I think, I don't think you would even, I don't think you would have
0: this complaint. Yeah. I think, I think they should certainly should have released the first three episodes and this episode should have been the second week of the of WandaVision. No, mm. just all of
1: them. Yeah, but, yeah,
0: right. sure. I would love that too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Not all of the Disney Plus shows have to be week to week. They're just doing it that way because they're they're low on content, really. Yeah, no, that's, that's the real
0: truth. That's yeah, that's true.
1: But not all, not every show needs to be released in this format. I mean, especially if they're going to be going to be taking so many liberties, you know, with um with the show. And um, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do something like this, something it is experimental yeah and yeah. if you're going to do something like this then y- y- it, sh- it should be a binge it, sh- it should have released all the episodes at once because i do i really i really personally really do like the idea of uh, of us actually seeing the sitcom and seeing little little clues in there mm-hmm. but we could have still gotten that experience by just doing a a, a six-hour binge
0: yeah i i you know what I, I i think I agree with you after watching this episode, it seems like uh you know it would have been better as a binge binging experience
1: because also like the like the um the cliffhangers and stuff that they're, they're very tiny they're they're not like big enough like for like a a week right to hold a your... weeks conversation yeah yeah, you know, yeah or like yeah. just for a tiny a tiny little thing maybe for a day conversation maybe they could have <laughs> released one episode a day that would have been interesting right maybe release one. They could have released the whole series in the whole week. Yeah, but I they won't
0: never. Yeah, they will never do that. I mean, again, like the whole idea was them to release this episode, have fans decipher it, and then wait for the next episode.
1: Well, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty. Without getting into spoilers, it's we we saw we saw most of the plot in this episode, and it's pretty. It's pretty simple. It's pretty basic. I mean, I, yeah. I think there's still going to be a bit more twists to it, but for the most part, I mean, I don't think they really had enough. Storyline to be to make a show with you know twists and turns for nine episodes, yeah,
0: yeah, I agree,
1: yeah, but but that doesn't that doesn't mean that it's going to be a bad story and a bad show, it's just you know, this mm. this, this this release format is, is ridiculous <laughs> for <laughs> well, this series. I do, I, I do agree that this episode
0: was the best episode of the whole series so far, and this is the first episode that I could actually see the budget
1: hey those sitcoms are expensive
0: <laughs> yeah no i'm actually quite excited for episode five which i wasn't when after watching episode three
1: yeah and i actually don't think they're gonna like richard's worried of i don't think they're going to go back to to sitcom i think they're going to balance it i think um oh maybe maybe yeah i i yeah I, that's now after this episode i don't think you can go back to sitcom right well, no <laughs> that, I, we'll it see. seems like it we'll yeah. see we'll see I, no i don't know i feel i feel that, it's they're going to balance it. I think this episode balanced it and I think this the next episode's going to balance it as well but maybe a bit more focused from Wanda's from Wanda's point of view because um this episode was more focused on the characters from the real world not in and wanda's world yeah I, I i think you're right i think they're going to de- definitely have a, a
0: balance between both of these perspectives they're going to jump back back and forth back
1: and forth but you know what i was kind of hoping and i might have mentioned this in one of our other episodes but you know what i was hoping for i was hoping that because they, they said this thing was going to be nine episodes so i was hoping that the first eight episodes were actually just all sitcoms 20 minutes sitcoms and then the and then the ending was just like a two or three hour movie well i, I think you did mention that <laughs> earlier and i think i said i hated that idea <laughs> or, if i didn't I,
0: I i hate it now i would have loved it <laughs> all right but uh we we're still watching it i'll give you that marvel we're still watching this damn thing <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, Rich, you saw something recently too. You want to talk about that? Yeah, uh, the first episode. Uh, actually, I, I caught uh, on Sci-Fi's uh, channels, "Resident Alien." It stars Alan Tudyk, uh, who's best known as K Two S so I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, it's good. I liked it. It's a good little sci-fi comedy. It has it, it was re- well written, and it was directed by. Um, yeah, it was directed by David Dobkin. Yeah, the director of uh, Clay Pigeons and wedding crashers and uh, shanghai nights so mm-hmm. yeah it was good and uh and from what i understand uh, linda hamilton was, is coming back to coming to the series so t- I'm, I'm looking forward to her she's going to appear in this series yeah and this is on sci-fi a sci-fi channel so so far you recommend this yeah so far it looks great okay okay i saw something i want to mention real quick i saw something too on hulu and it was a the, like, a I guess, a special or I don't know. I don't know what you call it. But it's like uh, it's called Derek DelGaudio's In and of Itself, which is a I don't he Derek DelGaudio is a magician. But this is not necessarily a magic show. It's a performance art piece. It's like a one man stage show. I guess you could say it's like a two hour monologue. And it's it's something that he has done on Broadway, I believe, or at least off Broadway. And it's Mm -hmm. a kind of a popular thing show, you know, one man stage show. Frank Oz, the great puppeteer and filmmaker, and um, you know Yoda, Yoda, yeah, the voice of Yoda. Uh, He directed this, and I found this to be, I found it, and this got a lot of good reviews. That's why I saw it. I found this to be very sappy. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. This is very sappy to me or at least overly sentimental. You know, the, the, look, I'm a big fan of magic. I loved magic when I was growing up. I used to watch David Copperfield, you know, Penn and Teller and everything, you know, all those specials. Mm-hmm. David Blaine, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is not this is not necessarily a magic show. This is and I think Derek DeGaudio he has said that this is not this is him just perform this is him like a uh, talking about his childhood a little bit and he he adds ma- magic to it. So and for for this this is very much a, a it deals with identity this the show and, and and it talks about how one perceives one's identity and how your character is not defined by by people who see you and all that crap. I I, I found it a little bit too new agey and uh um and I I just didn't you know like the magic here is serving or like the, like this performance piece is isn't serving the magic tricks. It's the other way around. The magic tricks are serving this performance piece, and I just found it a, a little bit self indulgent. And it's getting a lot of great reviews, but I didn't. I just didn't connect to it. And I, I think maybe Frank Oz. I, I do have a little bit of complaints about how, how he directed because this is a live this is a live performance that was recorded through a number of uh, performances, and it's a it's like the film version of this live performance. And I the way. Oz, Frank Oz presented it. I, I, it made me unable to connect to it. I think, as a live performance, I think I probably would have enjoyed it if I was part of the audience, but as this documentary or whatever special, I just couldn't connect to it. And I, I don't, I didn't particularly like it, but it's getting a lot of great, great reviews. People seem to love it. I just didn't connect to it. And I don't really recommend it at all. <clears throat> and I love magic. Yeah. It just, it just was more of just like a, a thought experiment about personality and identities you know anyway so that was uh R- 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 have you seen anything recently
1: like on television or hulu or sh- streaming yeah oh yeah I, I just um over, over the week i watched um the third part of uh disenchantment on netflix oh yeah it's the an animated show from uh matt Groening. the creator of uh the simpsons and futurama um yeah they they premiered the the third part of the series on uh, january 15th and um it, it's okay
0: <laughs> yeah I heard it's that the, okay
1: i heard this show is
0: not i heard, I heard this is this cartoon is getting mixed reviews like it's, yeah, it's a mix um, it's
1: like a mixed bag yeah and i've i've and i've been mixed on the show since since the first season um it's it's a show with a lot of potential man because uh, I remember when they announced this show, it was always like, this could basically be, you know, Futurama meets Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. And I think the potential is always there every season, especially towards the end of every season, because they always kind of, um, they try to have more stakes and stuff. So it, it always feels like they're building up to something like that, but it never, it never gets there. And, and the biggest problem with the show, besides that, is that it's just not that funny. mm it's it's funny at times it it's classic humor it's comedy that we know that you we've heard before that we've laughed at before but that's kind of the problem it's just it's it's all stuff that we've, we've we know we've heard before and while it's told very well and performed very well you know it's i i need something new and fresh from the jokes and the humor uh it's it's missing something mm. and i think future futurama and uh simpsons definitely had that that uh something that you know made it current and relevant this this feels a little lost <laughs> and um I, I i feel a lot of it is because i all the writers on the show are are, are pe- people that worked on futurama and i i feel a lot of them just don't have it anymore <laughs> mm but uh the the good thing about the show is that the voice cast is excellent <laughs> and they you know everyone everyone from Futurama is is back on the show and they also you know if you're a fan of uh british television you know they they have a bunch of people from like the i t crowd in the cast mm, yeah. and um the the mighty bouge and um and they're all very funny and um, everyone in the cast is funny and uh, uh the season three is it's, a, it's about as good as season two. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, season one was the best season. Uh, season two and season three aren't quite as good, but um, we'll see where it goes. I mean, the characters are back in heaven, so <laughs> that's, that's 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 one of the cool things. The characters can go to heaven and hell, and there's they go to all these different types of worlds, and there's so much they can do with the show, and there's so much potential. But so it lost this luster. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: all right so that is what we were watching this week
0: uh some good things Re- resident alien uh wanda visions
1: is getting better but um don't watch uh, disenchantment <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say that I, w- I wouldn't say don't watch it I- i'd say if you're a fan of matt Groening, it's definitely worth checking out for the animation alone okay but um and and for the for the characters it's just it's just the humor and the storylines are a little underwhelming I wouldn't recommend it to any, to, a, to an average person, but if you're a Matt Graney fan, if you're a Big Simpsons fan, if you're a Futurama fan, I think the show's kind of kind of a must-see.
0: Okay. Let's get to our final review, which is something that we all watched this week. It's the HBO Max original film, The Little Things. I want to nail the bastard. For, who? For all of the girls he killed. I want to nail the bastard too. Difference is, I'm doing this for me. It's the little things, Jimmy. It's the little things that rip you apart. It's the little things that get you caught. This is a crime thriller set in the 90s. This stars Denzel Washington, Ra- Rami Malik, and Jared Leto, all Oscar winners. Oh, yeah. Uh, the story is a story about two police officers played by Denzel Washington and Rami Malik, and they're trying to catch a serial killer in Los Angeles and they find uh this strange man who becomes their top suspect and he is played by Jared Leto. Um it's a, it's in the vein of Seven I guess or in in that type of uh dark procedural thriller. Uh Rich let's hear it. What's your thoughts on The Little Things? It had a lot of potential. I mean, these are great actors. The director and writer is John Lee Hancock, who's probably best known for Blindside. And he ruins it. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, oh my God, I can't, I I don't know what's worse, the the ending or? The beginning. (laughs) Yeah, the beginning. I don't know. Yeah, it's just the pacing. Oh. It had a lot of potential to be good. And
1: it had all the elements. It did get better in the second half, I think, at least yeah but the third <laughs> the third act is so bonkers i know but that's kind of like the only part of the movie that was <laughs> kind of interesting <laughs> yeah that, uh, that wasn't you know routine that was the only part of the movie that wasn't oh yeah I could, i'll give you that. oh okay it's, yeah, yeah yeah it's, it's, yeah, yeah i give that yeah uh, i what's your thoughts on the little things uh yeah i think it's a bad movie but the thing is um while i do think this is a bad movie i, I do have to kind of disagree with richard where he's uh uh, complaining about the pace because I do think the pa- this movie had serious pacing issues in the first half, but yeah. and the second half, like once Jared Leto entered the picture, I thought it was really entertaining. Maybe not for the reasons they wanted it to be, but it had like this almost like uh, Tom and Jerry vibe to it. Or something <laughs> <like that. laughs> you know, it had this like uh, oh, you mean cat and mouse uh, chase? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean. Is, is it a spoiler to say that this movie is just about incompetent police <laughs> no i don't think so i think that's uh, i think you're right I, and it's just like jared leto like having fun with them and well, that's true that, yeah. That, yeah. that that's that was kind of fun to watch even though it was it was very silly i don't even i don't even know if i liked any of the main performances in this movie <laughs> but i had fun watching the actors like i'm a huge fan of jared leto i, I love the guy since a uh, requiem for a dream i'm always rooting for him mm-hmm. I do think this is probably the worst performance I've seen from him, but he was so much fun to watch. <laughs> and same for Denzel. I think Denzel is not very good in this movie, but he his character is so weird, and he 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 plays into the weirdness in, in the fun way. And and Rami Malik might just be the weirdest person <laughs> of all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I had fun with this movie, but I but I don't think for the reasons they wanted me to have fun with it, like they felt like characters that like, belonged in a David Lynch movie. <laughs> well,
0: well yeah. they, they, and but David Lynch should have directed it, you know. What I mean, like Yeah, he would
1: have made it good. <laughs> right,
0: right. Like John Lee, John is it John or is it Johnny? John, no, John, John Lee John Lee yeah John Lee Hancock yeah, John his Lee Hancock. movies are too formulaic and yeah he's yeah, his... John Lee Hancock just drops the ball with this one because he is he's not really known for his dark crime thrillers this is first dark movie from him yeah really I mean most I he's mean, a he, Disney guy he did do a perfect world with uh, Ke- uh, oh, he Kevin Costner oh, he, he wrote, wrote he, yeah, he, yeah he wrote, he wrote, wrote it right. And then, so, well, the, the, that was like his first movie right well the thing is that yeah, this uh, was one of them yeah the, well the thing is that this was written this screenplay was written in the 90s probably around the same time yeah probably that around makes the same thanks and 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 i guess apparently some top directors were about to direct it and then it just kind of stayed in, in production hell or whatever and then he kind of came back into it and said oh i could direct this and no, it should have stayed on the shelf. <laughs> yes. this, should have, this should have been like, you know, no, let's keep that there. Keep that in your, in your, you know, drawer, you, the, the de- you know, keep that on the desk. Mm-hmm. Don't take it out. Um, yeah. Well, see, coming into this, I thought this movie was going to be stupid. I really thought this was going to be a really going to be a dumb movie. I did too, I, and, and, and I didn't really. I have, was going. I was hoping for it to be somehow good. I mean, I was. Never sold I, 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 I kind of like. Yeah, I like the trailers. I mean, I like the first one better, but I think uh, I, I was intrigued by it. I was. I was going. This is my. I love Seven. I love this type right, of movie. I right. love cop movies uh, that are good. ones, But well, I, I didn't. For me, I didn't have much faith in it, and I thought the movie was going to be like a like below average, like. Dark homicide thriller, you know, like something like Seven or Science of the Lambs, or even like L.A. Confidential, and it's actually worse than I thought. I I, <laughs> well, I, 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 I mean, trusted I trusted Denzel. I mean, I I, right, sure. him, I I expected him to to pick a good movie. I mean, to, to do well, this, he, this, is, only, this. is also <laughs> the same guy who who starred in Fallen, <laughs> uh, virtuosity. I mean, he he's known for picking some really weird you know movies to star in. He doesn't have the greatest track record. Well, at least his earlier stuff. It doesn't have the greatest track record. But, uh, no, I, I appreciate that he was trying something different. He's, you know, here he's playing a, a haggard looking, a really oh haggard. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, really, this, this really the haggard looking, uh, the, the former uh, disgraced homicide detective who's now. A, likes to talk to dead bodies. <laughs> who's now who's now like a, a deputy in, a, in, a, in Bakersfield or whatever. Mm hmm. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, and then he has these quirks about him, and I didn't, yeah, you know, like like Raymond said, I didn't find these detectives all that intelligent. They were really stupid, like like compared like the the, the cops here <laughs> that made it kind of real, <laughs> but compared to the cops here to to like seven or well, at least that's at least to like Morgan Freeman's in 7 where he's like taking the time to go to the library to study yeah. you know Dante's Inferno and he he he's more you know he's he doesn't talk much and he's more uh introspective and he's more intellectual and you you believe morgan freeman is a, is some kind of he's figuring this out yeah i never once believed that rami malik is figuring this this crime out or did Den- he's
1: supposed to be like this big this big shot dude <laughs> oh yeah
0: yeah or, or even denzel washington i didn't i didn't really believe that denzel washington knew what he was doing and uh, when so when when uh jerry leto shows up it's kind of just, it was funny. It was really funny. It was like, I was laughing, but at, for, for the for, for, gut. Yeah. And he <laughs> has a limp and all that. And he has greasy hair. He actually, I think he was playing himself coming from uh, the retreat, <laughs> from <that> re- <laughs> desert retreat. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like, it's, it was weird to see him and like, he's, he's chewing up scenery and he's like having a fun time, but ultimately, you know, this is a bad knockoff of a, of a David Fincher tr- thriller it's yeah. slightly elevated by by Denzel Washington's performance who in my opinion never looked older in the movie oh. never looked more exhausted in the film before I worst, worst on purpose, shoot. So. yeah I know but it was just the worst shooting of him that's all I mean especially that overhead shot I mean, that, that, <laughs> there's yeah. scenes where he looks like you know our uncle <laughs> you know he looks like he looks like you know oh that's uh, I know uh, I know, you know <laughs> what you mean Jeez. Uh, yeah just very haggard and, and uh, um, you know usually you know like in the uh equalizer he's kind of like a you You tell you, you don't you you buy in the fact that this guy could kick ass but in this movie you could see that he is <laughs> he's entering a new stage of his
1: career it's like that yeah, i know you could picture you could picture his character wearing a diaper <laughs> oh, oh my
0: god and adult diaper yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, no 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 no, but no yeah it looks like he is he's he's it looks like he's like three years away from like a a retirement home i mean that's how bad he looks in this movie (laughs) yeah but uh, um yeah so it it was a complete failure for me i was not entertained by this and i was
1: falling asleep through this movie many I, i do agree with the first half the first half was pretty rough especially after watching uh, this made me appreciate the night stalker documentary cause, <laughs> yeah it was because <laughs> those cops did such a good job <laughs> in <to> <laughs> <So> <laughs> seeing their because inv- the, so the first half is just seeing their investigation and it's just like it's rough man yeah. it's rough that's why when jared leto enters it's like at, at least somewhat entertaining <laughs> I don't know. I, I do think this is a bad movie, but I would I personally would recommend this movie. If you have HBO Max just for the actors, you can have fun with it, if, especially if you like seeing movies with weird characters, because everyone in this movie is weird. Yeah. I mean, Jared Leto might have been the most normal character in the movie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Rami Malek was looking creepy to me, right? I mean, he... do. He'd, I know. I
0: loved it. <laughs> he would never look Denzel Washington in the eye, and he would always do like the side eye, Side eye thing, and go. What's wrong with this guy? This and that, this. Is, this guy's Rami Malek. I think so, right? Yeah, I think I, I, I thought it was. It, I go. That's a, I go. That's an odd choice, an acting choice for him to do that. And I go. I, I just. It was weird. I just. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing was. And then the that third act. Ooh, that whole. <laughs> I, the whole reveal. And it's not really a reveal. It's just a conclusion of this mystery that I didn't even i didn't care about i mean it's just that i think if you if you change the conclusion of this movie i probably would have liked it a lot better but the fact that 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 ending was just so bizarre and so stupid i think it made me really hate the movie mm. yeah. I,
1: I kind of liked it because it was just so unexpected and it also it it really hammers home you were right these cops are idiots <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Is that a spoiler? <laughs> no, no,
0: I don't think so. This is not going to have a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, and we just recently saw Seven, and Seven is a goddamn masterpiece, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no
1: one's going to deny it. Oh, that oh my
0: God. I mean, people don't realize that when Seven came out in the 90s, it was considered the MTV movie, you know? Like it, did, crazy. it didn't get respect. No, because it was it was it was a, a rip off of Silence of the Lambs. Right, right. People thought yeah, and it just people thought and also it was like the the end credits it had, you know, uh went backwards and it had nine inch nails as a theme song and just mm-hmm. people just did not get it at all. And compare that to this movie, man, mm-hmm. seven is a mm-hmm. modern classic and it's a great film. Watch it again, and watch it for Morgan Freeman's performance. He's so great in that movie. I didn't, because I just watched it a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he's so superb in that film. It, it made me really re- realize what he was doing. i it mean, the second, you know, the watching again made me realize what he was doing as a character, and and Brad Pitt as like this like kind of young, stubborn, hotshot. And it's such a great pairing. Uh, that movie's awesome. Yeah. And it didn't help that I saw that couple weeks, <laughs> in and then I saw this piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. You know, so and, and the Night Stalker, just right, right the miniseries for ne- on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. So uh, this is I don't know. All right, so we will let's
1: grade it really quick. Little, little, oh, little, this little is
0: a D plus for me. A D plus. Oh,
1: okay. So like a two out of ten.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: No. Or like a, a, a two stars. Out of five, Rich, what's what's uh, your grade? Yeah, I'll give it that D D plus. Yeah, and two stars. Yeah.
1: Okay, then I'm slightly above you guys. I'm I'm five out of ten because I don't think this is a good movie. I, I I really think it's a bad. It's a bad. There's no denying it. it's bad all around. Yeah, but, but you you love Jared. J- I was entertained by it. No, I like all the performances for <laughs> the wrong reasons. <laughs> 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 and again, like this is a movie about just weird characters, weird people, and um uh, sometimes i just have fun watching that <laughs> especially when you have actors like this that i mean they were effectively weird and creepy <laughs> all of them
0: all right all right so that was our review of the little things a uh, new hbo max original film uh, that is now out and it's going to be out for for 30 days or something like that right 30 days so, oh, yeah. so if you want to see a kind of a bad David Fincher movie, then <laughs> you got thirty days to watch this. <laughs> I felt more like a Clint Eastwood movie. Oh, really? You thought so? Okay. Yeah. Uh, like a bad Clint Eastwood movie, I mean. Well, yeah, because the mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood movies are slow pacing, also. Mm-hmm. But they're good. I mean, most of them are good, and when they're done, well, I mean. <laughs> All right. So that was our uh, that was this episode of Inside Flicks. Uh Rich, if they if people want to hear our past episodes, where can they find our past episodes? They can find all our past episodes on InsideFlix.com. Uh, thank you for listening to InsideFlicks. We'll be back with a new episode very soon. Thank you. And bye-bye.